Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Now you have, now you have buyer's remorse because of Deshaun Watson. Whatever. <laughs> what Deshaun Watson got you, got you running the, the neck. Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and Malik. What up? What up? What up? That uh, was circa Martin, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, that's what I started thinking about doing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Where's the song?" Oh, shout out to Martin Lawrence, man! Shout out to Martin Lawrence. <laughs> that's right. Shout out to Martin Lawrence. I wonder what he's up to. Where's is he actually from? Detroit? No, he's from DC. No. Yeah, he's not from Michigan. Commanders. I think that yeah, the character the character that he played was from Michigan. No, I thought they chose that because he was actually from Detroit. I didn't know. No, oh. they, they didn't do they didn't do stuff like that back then. A lot of injuries. A lot, a lot of injuries. <laughs> yeah, a lot of injuries in the NFL today. I'm just going through this week. the injury list. This week, a lot of injuries on the Falcons, like their linebackers, B. Sean Robinson. It's kind of weird what's going on with him. Like, did you read the stuff about him and the headaches and him waking up and like feeling in a fog. Are yeah, they talking about that, down there? Not good in the NFL. I read that the NFL is investigating them, investigating the Falcons, because they didn't disclose his injury status before the game on Sunday. Yeah, people were upset. And then Arthur Smith came out all defiant and like in some kind of weird mood, like acting like we don't have it's like this is the reason why you have to do that is not just they've been doing that pre-legalized gambling. The reason why you didn't do that was so that you couldn't gain another advantage over the other team. Right, exactly. So before fantasy football, before any yeah. of that stuff, you did it yeah. so that you disclosed your information to the to the other teams. And the fact that they're not doing that now, the fact that they didn't do that, I mean they they, they still won the game. Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, I was pissed because I'm a fantasy owner. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I had him in some I, of my my league too. But I'm happy because I had less, Tyler Algier and I had him in, so it worked out for me. I'm less, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily harp on that. The fact that I'm a fantasy sure. manager, I could have lost, could have lost with somebody else, but whatever. Roquan Smith's got a shoulder injury; he's probable. Marcus Williams he's got playing. a hamstring; he's out Sunday. So their safety and one of their cornerbacks, Kevon Seymour for Baltimore. All right. Trade talk. What are the biggest trades we got going on here, gentlemen? Ant. Oh, before we start, I got to say this was Malik's idea. I got to give him full credit on it. This is Malik's <laughs> idea. So I mean, it's not really my like idea in the sense that. that- it's not really my idea in the sense that everybody's talking about it. I just figured we should talk about it too. That's all. Fair enough. No, I agree with you. And well, I think because the trade deadline is moved later, because it used to be like week six, right? Yeah, but actually you want to make it interesting where teams can actually trade because nobody was trading in the NFL back then. I mean, they should even make it later than this. I think moving into yeah. the middle of the season is pretty good because now a guy can literally play like, like what Chicago did. They won the week eight yeah. game. And then that was the last game they won. And then they traded all of their best players, which is what they're saying they might do with um, Jaquan and Eddie Eddie Jackson. I don't know if the Titans – well, the Titans want to trade. You know what? Talk about it, man. Let's get into it. 
Well, that's one thing I'm afraid of, just because I don't want to see the Bills get on what's the name D Hop. I doubt that's gonna happen, but that's one trade I'm gonna look out for. But as far as for as far as for my team, or whatever, court there's always there's had these rumors since we already got rid of Nicole Harbin, I believe, last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're about to trade on what's the name? Oh, what's those plays? Um Carl Wide Lawson receiver. and um no no Carl Lawson, pass rusher. Okay. And we're about to also trade um what's the name? Dalvin Cook as well, because Dalvin, Dalvin Cook is not really playing. But fans are saying he sucked, but he's just basically not playing because he's used to that number one role, I guess. But Brees Hall's a beast. So, you know, that's why I traded for him in, in your league real fast so I can get him there because he was coming back. But um Dalvin yeah. Cook's quite looking he's already huffing and puffing want to get traded. And same same thing goes for um Carl Lawson. He wants to get traded too because you know got the younger guys taking his spot. He doesn't have no playing time anymore. Those are the two things on my team. But as far as for um, there's a couple of them out there. But I'll leave it to y'all guys to see who as far as for um where's, where's Lawson rumored to go to because he is a good pass rusher. So wherever he ends up, it could make a huge difference. Like Baltimore trying to get him is who's trying to get him. It, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be somebody on the NFC. I doubt he's gonna get traded back to the um to the any type of AFC team. Obviously, um, what's the name? Cincinnati fans, Bengal fans will want him because you know that's where he made his bones with them first before he left them and came to us. Well, you know, you got to leave to get paid to get in Kansas City. I mean, Cincinnati, as long as you're not Joe Burrow. It's mostly going to be the um the playoff teams that's going to be trading for these players, no matter what, so they can you know armor you know. Oh. gather their players, especially with some injuries and stuff like that. You got to look at those type of things. I forgot who the 49ers picked up, but it was not through a trade. It was, um, I forgot who that player that got cut, but they want 49ers want to pick him up. I think he was a pass rusher, too. That's interesting. Yeah, the guy from Denver. They no, they did, yeah, trade yeah. Him. Oh, they did they trade for him, him. yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was about to get cut, but they traded for him. Okay. But there's some more trades going to be happening. So, right now, looking at Randy the- Gregory. Randy yeah, Gregory. Randy Gregory. That's what it was. he got traded off. Of, um, he got traded off of Denver, right? Where they just straight up cut him. Denver traded him to San. Francisco. They were going to cut him, um, oh, and then the trade, the trade material materialized for them, and they made the trade with San Francisco. I don't think anybody really yeah, wants Derek to play Henry. for um that type of coach anymore. Like how I keep forgetting his name, but uh, Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. They're kind of done with this the, the, with the hard ass coach thing. Like they're not going for that no more. They're not going for that um, Bill Parcells style. Like, we don't got to take this. We can go to a team where a coach is just normal because there's more of them than there are of you left in the league. Andy Reid may be tough, but he's not, you know, yelling at guys for no reason no more. Like, that's not how this works. It's not 1980. It's not 1995 anymore. Like, you don't you don't just get to do that. But here's a, here's a rundown of some of the players that, that could be um, – could be in the tra- basically in the trade room is still Kirk Cousins, he's still there. You got Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, you got D Hop, yeah. Saquon Barkley's in that mix, Jerry Judy, um, Daniel Hunter of the Vikings, okay. um, Brian Burns, the edge on the on the Panthers, um, Chase Young, Hunter Renfro. That's, that's I quite I know a lot of Jets fans have been talking about it getting him, and of course, Dalvin Cook. You see, the reason – I'll say this. The Vikings should not give up on the season because they're 3-4. and four. Had they lost that game to Chicago, I could see why they'd be – I see why they would want to get rid of their best players because it wouldn't be a possibility of them making the playoffs again. The Lions are – They might of, be looking to reset, though. 
they might be looking to reset, just like how Green Bay's already reset. The Bears are basically a little bit ahead of everybody. And they the Lions got are basically rid of Kirk of in the offseason. Yeah, Kirk's, Kirk's about to leave this offseason right now. His contract's about to be up. No, I know, but, but Minnesota, I can reset. see they should have got rid of him early, but they still want to keep Justin Jefferson because they know that's the future. So Minnesota, I can see you know keeping things locked in and 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 pushing pushing all in for it because. I mean, if you think of, if you think about it, right now at three and four, they're two games behind Detroit, and they haven't played Detroit yet. And they don't play Detroit until the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so the the schedule looks, you know, they've gone through probably the toughest part of their schedule now. Um, up until this point, they beat San Francisco. Nobody expected them to do that. <clears throat> they've already played Philly, San Francisco. I don't know if they played Dallas yet, but I know you know they've played some of the top teams in the conference and. You know, although, and they didn't come out, you know, totally unscathed. They're starting, their defense is starting to play a little bit better. Um, so obviously, they, you know, switched over, got a new coordinator. Brian Flores is the, the coordinator there now. So, you know, the defense is just starting to kind of come into its own. And, you know, chances are you got Richard Jefferson. I mean, not Richard Jefferson. You get Justin Jefferson back in the next, you know, <laughs> no few relation. weeks. You know, you never know, right? You honestly never know, you know, what you could potentially, you know, do maybe as a wild card team. But even if Detroit stumbles, stumbles a bit and, you know, and is it isn't, you know, for real, you can take the division again um, because, you know, there's no there's no telling what's going to happen that end of the season. And that's why I think it's important, like for them, they, they're three and four. They haven't played many division games yet. And. The team they got two two games against the team that's actually in front of the division, so you know for them it makes perfect sense to to stay uh, out of it um, or to stay out of being sellers. Maybe they're buyers in some capacity, um, and then you just go for it this year, and then you figure out what happens next year. You know, you make a make a couple of moves next year to try to get yourself into the quarterback market if you're not going to re-sign Justin Jeff. I mean, Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Um. Who's making I think the trades for these players? Who's where are these guys going to go to if they are moved? So I I think of the guys that Anthony mentioned. Um, to me, the most intriguing guys would be the the wide receivers at in Denver, uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, you know, because to me, there's there's no if if the if the offense isn't working for them. You know that these are two talented receivers who've had, you know, Jerry Judy hasn't really had a great season yet um, since he's been a pro, but you know that he has the ability, he has the capabilities of doing it. And Cortland Sutton has had a thousand yard season in his, in his career. So it's not to say that, you know, these guys, are um, they don't have any value and it's a passing league. So there's always teams looking for, you know, targets for, you know, um, for their quarterbacks. So maybe it seemed like the Texans, um, you know, just just getting you know C.J. Stroud, maybe a team like the Panthers, um, with Bryce Young, um, getting some more younger re- receiving targets for their young quarterbacks to work with. Um, so maybe maybe someplace like there, uh, Derrick Henry just seems like an interesting name because you know obviously he still he still got it, but he's is he is he, either, is he thirty yet? He might be twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Yeah, I'm not sure he's if he's twenty nine or thirty. Um, He'll be thirty. So you know. He's one of those guys. I think the money is a bit is a bit scary for him, but I can see it seem like the Cowboys going for him. Um, they haven't had the, the production that they've gotten from 
um, what's his name? Tony Pollard has been good, but he's not the short yardage back. Fear. He's not the yeah, he's not the short yardage goal line back that Elliott was. Do you think the Bills would trade for do you think the Bills would trade for um what's his for name? Eric Henry to go all in. I don't I think I think that's an interesting conversation because we not even if they have yesterday, cap space. I have no idea, but like they can't run the ball. I, I, my, Cook isn't bad, but like Derrick Henry would be a lot better. So I think we talked about this a little bit last week um, when we were when I was when we were talking about the game that they played against New England, and of course they played against a game since then when they played against Tampa Bay last night. But um, I think a lot of their running issues have come from the fact that uh, Josh Allen isn't running as much. Um, and he's actually, and so when he started running, if you watch the game yesterday, he started running against, against Tampa Bay and their rushing mm-hmm. attack looked pretty damn good. You know, right. it opened up some lanes for cook, opened up some passing opportunities, short yardage passing opportunities for, for Allen. And he scored a touchdown. If I remember he had a rushing touchdown in the game. So I think that's where if, if I'm going to invest in anything on the bills, I'm going to invest in players to fill the spots of guys that have been injured rather than trying to bolster a a group that could just be, you know, built up by virtue of just making some some minor tweaks to the game plan and maybe maybe adding in some more design runs for Josh Allen. I know they want to keep him upright and they want to keep him healthy, but if you add in two or three more design runs and open up the fear of him taking off uh, on defenses, then maybe you open up more running lanes for James Cook. So I don't think Tennessee... I don't think Buffalo goes in on ten on on Henry because of that reason. I think if anything, they probably go for the Brian Burns type. They probably go for one of those guys Deeper. to fill in where to fill in on on the side of like losing Matt Milano, losing Tre'Davious White. Like I feel like they would go in on on somebody to replace those guys on their team. All right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is Detroit looking to make any moves? Do you know? Are they looking to add anybody in the secondary because they lost um, Gardner Johnson? Yeah, um, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, I don't know how how real it is, um, but there's been some talk around um, <clears throat> Kendall Fuller and Jonathan Allen in Washington. I don't know if you guys heard that Jonathan Allen uh, hot yep. take that he gave after that game that they lost against the Giants. But oh, that was a great know, quote. Yeah. <laughs> but uh almost immediately after that the the word started coming down that um he's not ha- obviously he's not happy there and that Washington was starting to um entertain calls for for his services. I think it's a good I think that would be a really good play for Detroit if they were able to get him um simply because he's he's uh interior he, he can create an interior rush and keep the um keep the offensive lines away from having from being able to double team uh Aiden Hutchinson on the outside but um you know I honestly think that if the if the Lions do go for something uh to your point and Kendall Fuller's uh you know he's a back back end of the defense uh secondary player so you know and he's a pretty good one as well so if you can make a deal and get those two guys and just shore up your your defense for you know for players that you've lost and players that aren't aren't um they haven't, you know, panned out the way that you expected them to. Um, that'd be great. I don't think they need anything on yeah. offense. Um, they did just lose Marvin Jones. Um, hope I hope everything's well with him. He retired. Yeah. Either retired or he just stepped away from the game. He's um, stepping away. 
Yeah. Got some personal issues so, you're dealing with. Hopefully that allows, you know, that that space allows uh, for Jamison Williams to start running some more routes and getting some more opportunities in the passing game. So I don't think they need to, they just need to get guys back healthy like Montgomery and stuff like that on the offensive side of the ball, but on defense, they could definitely, you know, look at upgrading a couple of pieces. I just don't know. The main thing about, and you know, it's crazy to say this, right? Hmm. The main thing about Detroit is, I don't know. I've I've never been in the situation, and they've never been in the situation where they're like a favorite. You know what I mean? Like, you don't when you're when you're trading in second best. You know, when you're trading in the, in, in the middle of the season, yeah, I was like, like so mid season trades in the NFL usually even in the NBA, right? Usually it's like a team that's either you know, gutting salary because, you know, they stink and they're horrible and, and they just want to get rid of stuff and get draft picks. Or it's a team that's like, feels like they have a chance, right? They have a chance to win yeah. this year. And so they're going to make a deal. And so I've never been on this side of the fence where mm-hmm. Detroit's like legitimately could be one or two players away from making making a splash and like putting themselves in the conversation with with teams like San Francisco and Philadelphia and all of those teams in the, in the conference. So um, if they're not already there. So I just don't know what the what what they're. I've never since this never happened. Yeah. I don't know what this this front office. I, can I don't see know if this front office is a is an aggressive one or is a passive one. Like I can't, I can't so, make make sense of it yet. You can't make it, You don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna be the successful side. Right. I know how they approach yeah. the draft. Right. I know yeah. how the Lions approach the draft. I can tell you who they draft. Every every everybody that they drafted has made perfect sense based on how they talk and the type of things that they do. This, even even free agency, like I can tell you, every free agent they sign makes sense to how they've spoken and all that stuff. But this is like new territory for me. Trading? Nah, I've never seen it. Look, look at it just from this point of view, then. What they actually need or what they, they actually don't need right now, in your opinion? Well, like I said, they need, they, they need help along the defensive front to alleviate, to free up Aiden Hutchinson to some degree. Um, they need, Ace mentioned, um, adding some some players at the secondary because they lost CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, Jerry Jacobs just got injured a couple of games ago. He missed the game against Baltimore and that's forcing, you know, their fourth cornerback is now their number two cornerback because Emmanuel Mosley, who was supposed to be their number two cornerback, he was out. He, he got hurt again. He's out for the season. So yeah, so there's opportunity to do that. But again, it's just whether or not they, are planning on actually doing like are they a goal in team like to me it's like are they the type of team that's gonna trade a first round pick like give up a first and a third and try to get Patrick Sertan or are they a team that's gonna be like you know what we're just gonna ride with the guys that we have and and we're not gonna we're just gonna hold on to our draft capital and all of that stuff I just don't know I'm not gonna well, lie said- Sertan coming over from Denver would be pretty tough and giving up a first round pick for him knowing you're gonna be a playoff team is like yeah well do we really need are we going to get this level of player with the 25th overall pick? And you're not. Like You already know that. You're not yeah. going to get a three, a, a two-time all-pro at 25 years old with like the 27th pick of the draft. Maybe, but you you know, you know, you have no, you have no, uh, no, no knowledge, no bearing for that. So Sorry, I want them to make a, make a trade, but I can't, I can't say that I, that I think that they will. Go ahead, Ed. No, no, that's all right. All right. One team, there's two teams that I think may actually make some trades. There's Atlanta, who needs to improve their defense. Um, the wide receivers are doing okay right now. I do not think they move on from Desmond Ritter, although it would actually be pretty interesting to see them not 
Kirk Cousins, I don't see how that would work. But um, to see them bringing the veteran back up to help Desmond Ritter or mentor him or something. Chicago needs to get Fields healthy. Um, hopefully Tyson Bajan, a special Bajan, can uh, get us another win this week. I do not know. I'm hoping on it. But going to the Chargers is kind of tough. Anything can happen in that game. Seattle doesn't need to make any moves. The Rams do, though. So all of these trades that they're talking about coming from the AFC, I could see the Rams making these moves. Patriots are two and five. I cannot see them trying to make a push at two and five by getting better receivers. Kendrick Bourne has been playing pretty well. I mean, signing Ezekiel Elliott has been pretty good, actually. He's doing what they're asking him to do. They're not giving him a bunch of carries. They're splitting the work between him and Ramon J. Stevenson. The only other team, it seems like every team in the AFC North could do something because Baltimore's five and two, but that's only because everybody else had a bye week so far. They're the only team that hasn't. So we will see when it comes to that. But we are going to get into these uh, picks for you guys, starting with the Rams at Dallas. The Rams are six and a half point underdogs going by the bet MGM line, and they are 45 and a half point over under. In Dallas. And if you're with us, where'd you go? Who do you got? Oh. Um, I'm gonna go with Dallas on this one. I think they, they had to turn things around or whatever. I was gonna go with um um with the Rams, but the Rams seems like they're still trying to figure things out ever since um what's the name came back. Um so right now I'm going to go to Dallas. That Dallas is the home team. I think they might be picking things up. I believe they was just on a buy last week, whatever, because I sure didn't hear nobody saying go Cowboys they were. around in Texas. So they should be ready to go, refreshed and ready to go. We're going to see them come, their defense pick up back to almost back to how it was at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to go with Dallas, and I'm going to take the over in this one. Gotcha. All right. I will be going with the Rams. Um, it's not even Dallas's defense that I question. They're usually great at home. But the fact that this is going to be, you know, you can't, you're not going to say whether to account with the Dome Stadium. The Rams have been getting better and better. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua have been kind of crushing. The only thing that I really worry about with LA is their defense is nowhere near as good. It's just not. I don't know how they've been able to do it, but they've been able to minimize Aaron Donald's effect on everything. Um, Ernest Jones, their linebacker is out. Like, I look at the defense and I go, how is this affecting these teams? And, like, they've had players who are out until early December now, like their other nose tackle. So, and also they keep losing running backs. Kyron Williams was killing it. I don't know if he's going to play this week. He is nursing an injury. It looks like it's saying late November for him. He's got an ankle injury, so I believe he's on the IR. So I don't even know who's told the rock thing. Yet I'm still picking because I'm just counting on the, the pass defense for the Cowboys to be bad enough that they can figure it out. And also, I think they can keep it close. So I'm going to take them six and a half points. Go ahead, Malik. So <clears throat> both teams are four and two against the spread um, so far this season. Um, <clears throat> the Rams should probably have a better record than three and four. They should have won last week uh, in that game that they had, they had uh, last week. Um, and they, they played like just bad enough to, to, to lose, um, to lose games, but they played well, uh, in a lot of stretches. Um, and you're right. Dallas is coming off of their bye. They're a little healthier. 
at this point in the season. And of course, this game is in Dallas. Um, so I would probably I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, shade Dallas here and, uh, and and give the points. I'll give the six six and a half points um, as it is right now. The spread is six. Uh, <clears throat> the spread has moved itself to six, so it's moved out to six and a half to six. So uh, I would take Dallas at the six. I would probably take Dallas at the six and a half as well. I think they could win this game by you know by by a score or two. Um, if there's one quarterback that's could be more turnover prone than Dak Prescott, it might just be Matt Stafford. Uh, you you know if I, I would say the over under take the over on Matt Stafford 0. 0.5 0. 0.5 interceptions uh, in the game. Um, he's thrown an interception, and I love the guy. But you know I just I, I love his I love his energy. I love his passion. I love you know how much he he believes in his arm strength and believes in everything that he's going to do out there. Um, but you know, that's one problem that he's, that he's had on a regular basis is that he will give the ball away to the defense, uh, on occasion and put themselves, put his team in a position where they have to, you know, fight to come back. And that's kind of how the points go up. So I'm going to take Dallas in the over. I also think, um, I know I was saying this, mentioning this earlier, um, around Tony Pollard and, you know, his lack of, you know, ability to score within, you know, in, within a short yardage offense. Um, that said, he has been very effective pretty much everywhere else on the field. Um, he just hasn't been scoring many touchdowns so far. So I expect him to get into the end zone. I think this is a, I think this is a pretty, you know, um, pretty feasible defense for them to, them to get some points on. So I like Dallas in the over um, in this game. So I'll take that. All right. Next up, we got Minnesota at Green Bay. I'm taking Minnesota for my first lock of the week. They are a one and a half point favorite. The over under is 41. It is not actually going to be bad weather. Um, one o'clock game in Green Bay, still pretty early in the year. 43 degrees, low of 27. So they should be all right. Not too windy. And more importantly, Green Bay's quarterback, Love, is the fans have fallen out of love with him. And I agree with them. They're not playing great. Aaron Jones can't carry them. So I'm taking Minnesota. First lock of who you got in. Um, I'm definitely gonna go with the opposite way. I'm gonna take away. I'm gonna go with Green Bay on this one. I think Green Bay is at once again. Green Bay is at home. People's quite already quite. People's already turning on on love. People's already calling for somebody. Got people got calling for his neck. Technically, this is his rookie year because this is those first years actually start whatever. He's he been there for sitting years. behind. Yes, but he's been sitting behind Rogers. He hasn't been playing. Well, he played playing a little bit, but. This is his actual. This is where his actual real team. This is him. He's being the man or whatever like that. He's gonna go do his ups and downs. This is a this is a rivalry game. I don't. I, I can see Green Bay actually pulling it pulling it off. But I want to go with Green Bay and the under in this one. And I'm gonna make this my first lock of the week. This is honestly real talk. This is the most one way rivalry in um, all of all of uh, NFL. Minnesota's been playing Green Bay forever, and they really don't like each other. But Green Bay has always been crushing Minnesota for the majority of this, outside of a couple of Randy Moss years. And even then, somehow Green Bay would always rise up and beat him, going back to the Brett Favre days. As much as people think Green Bay just beats down Chicago now, it's really just been a four, a three-year run. When Back when we had a defense, they could actually beat him. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, it's tough to, to, to pick Green Bay in this spot, even though they're at home. Um you could probably you can see that they're still, I think they're still 
um, reeling from the the fact that they don't have David Bakhtiari, who is you know their best offensive lineman and pro and and the leader of that group up front. Not having him definitely hurts the productivity or the the opportunities for uh, a quarterback like Jordan Love, whose you know best friend is an offensive line that can block that can get get up front for him. Um, I mentioned earlier that I think Minnesota's you know just starting to come come in their own come into their own with regards to their defense. Uh, we got to see an example of that against San Francisco, which is a much better offense than the Packers right now. Um, and they got after the quarterback and they get after the quarterback a lot. I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but I know that they are, you know, one of the top teams um, in terms of blitz percentage and Jordan Love is still a young quarterback. So I expect him to make a couple of mistakes. Um, this is going to get, I think this is going to get worse before it gets better for him. If Minnesota is who is who they they want to be, this is the type of game that you go in and you get a you get a victory and get yourself to five hundred and and keep yourself on the on the winning path. So, it's a one point spread. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not it's not a, a daunting amount of points to to roll with. And Minnesota has looked good. Green Bay is again coming off of their bye. We'll see. We'll see what what they're able to do. I think they're they're a little healthier now, um, but Bakhtiari still being out is is still still problematic for them. So I'm going to go ahead and continue to I'm going to take Minnesota, and I will take the under in this game. Um, but I'm not locking in it. I don't feel great about it because obviously a div- divisional matchup, so uh, it can go either way. And Minnesota's in love with that blitz too, but I, that's what I think is working for them. Next up, we got Atlanta at Tennessee. Tennessee will be without their star recent quarterback of Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and rookie sensation. It's going to be the rookie that starts. Well, Willis isn't a rookie, right? It's the second year. No, no, it's the, it's the other dude that's going to yeah, be starting. They said both of them are likely to play. Oh. So Levis will probably start, but Willis might Levis get some start. burn as well. Wow. Unless, unless you know, of course, Levis like goes off and like throws for like two hundred fifty yards in the first quarter or something like that. Oh well, this makes it even easier. Can I bring back the Wildcat? I can go back to just cliches. If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. Give me Atlanta. There you go. I'm a later points two and a half. Um, they're gonna hold down Derrick Henry and they're gonna win. Go ahead, Ant. Yeah, I'm gonna go the same way because I usually I'll pick a uh, pick against Atlanta because they don't know how to use their players. But for some reason, they did last week, except for the player that really counted, which is my fantasy running back. But anyway, um, give me Atlanta this one, because Tennessee looked like they closed up shop, ready to start selling everybody according to the rumors. So give me Atlanta. They, Tennessee has no quarterback. And I'll take the um, – I'll take the – I can squeeze maybe the over in this one. I think I think it might actually pop, it actually can be possible. Dude, I'll make 15 points. One make 16. I'll be over 35. Give me that. All right. Go ahead, Malik. You're on mute. Uh, 15 and 16 is 31, man. <laughs> eh, whatever. It's fuzzy math. Yeah, we're sweeping this one. Uh, it's just hard to <clears> – <throat> it's hard to bank on a team like uh, Tennessee – that's going to that has so much um uncertainty at their quarterback position so much uncertainty on their on their you know just with their overall um you know who's going to be starting on their team like who's actually going to be playing week to week uh on their team um last week Atlanta squeaked by and got a win against Tampa Bay against what everybody believed was a really good Tampa Bay team at the time 
um, and and squeaked out a, a victory in a game that they probably shouldn't have won, but you know they they won nonetheless. Um, Desmond Ritter is playing a little bit better um, here. Um, Can't play any worse. <laughs> he's playing a little bit better. He's not he's not causing a lot of turnovers, and he's not doing any anything. Um, He's not doing anything drastic that's that's hurting the team. I think if they get Bijan back, if they're fully healthy from on the offensive side of the ball, then I'm not worried about either one of these guys. Either, like I'm not worried about Atlanta being unable to score points. Um, giving up two and a half on the road is a little bit it's a little bit interesting. Um, but I think I will lay. I think I'll lay the two and a half here. I'll, I'll take I'll take Atlanta and we'll sweep this one. Um, not a best bet. Don't feel don't feel great about it because still you're betting on a team like Atlanta who has shown that they have the capabilities of throwing games away, you know. And Derrick Henry is probably still the best individual player on either of these two teams. Um, and so if and he does go off, to help out a rookie, right. And if he Derrick goes, Henry's off, the best quarterback you know, out of both these teams too. He's the best quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and if he go if he goes off, you, you know, who knows? You know, he 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 gets them another 175 yard rushing game. He can do it. You know, he has the ability to do it. That we might be talking about a completely different a different score. I think to me, I think the under is is the play here. Um, I think Vegas is getting really really cute with these 35 point unders, 35 point <laughs> games. Over that's why I said I can um, squeeze it in because I'm like, oh, maybe. Doesn't it just tell uh, you how yeah. bad both of these teams' offenses are? It's like a high it, college game. It, it, Exactly. Exactly. Um, plus, plus the fact that like they're both going to be playing. I mean, they're going to be playing. You know, quarterbacks who have a combined, what three years of NFL experience? Like, no, literally, like yeah, yeah combined two to three years of NFL experience. If you really want to count what Will, Malik Willis did, because he played for like two games in the last in the end of last season. So yeah, this is this is a game where the defenses should should shine. Um, even if they're not great, they should shine and they should be able to make something happen. So I think the under is the best play, but I'll go ahead and uh, lay the two and a half points and take Atlanta. You know who's going to actually shine more than the defense? The kickers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Young way cool. Fantasy. Pick yeah, up your Atlanta, cool. Take Atlanta and the kicker. <laughs> For the win. Get him over three and a half field goals made. New Orleans at Indianapolis. New Orleans is a one point underdog. I am taking the Saints. Um, I have no faith in Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew had no reason to lose that game against Cleveland, yet somehow they found a way to lose. These are two dome teams, and usually I'd go with the home team. But um, New Orleans keeps finding a way to win. And to that point, they are three and four, and Indianapolis is not. Indianapolis, I think, is actually – oh, they're both three and four. Battle of the three and four teams. Whoever wins this game gets to 500. Either way, I'm taking uh, the Saints. I have more faith in their team than I do in – Indianapolis. I think their season is kind of over, even though they just got Jonathan Taylor back. So we'll see. Go ahead, Ed. But their car is still starting again, right? Yeah, so I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm taking Indianapolis then. Because <laughs> after us, when I saw him do it last week, no. I'm going to go, I'll back Minshew one more week. You know, give me the Minshew. Give me the under. You know, both teams, you know, the quarterback is a little suspect there. But Derek Carr, you know, eh, I don't feel him that much. Home team, dome team thing. I can't, I can't feel it with New Orleans no more. Their car is not Drew Brees. Give me Indianapolis and give me the under. All right, Malik, what do you got? And I really don't like what I'm seeing from New Orleans's offense so far. Um, they've been just a really pedestrian offense that hasn't really. They don't, they don't, they don't do anything inventive with that offense right now. Um, it's a very, very basic. 
run, run, pass offense. And feel right. it just hasn't, yeah, it just hasn't, they just haven't played well. Like, honestly speaking, if you didn't know any better, like we were watching that Jack, that game against Jacksonville, uh, was it last Thursday um, that we were playing? And like, they were getting their, they were getting the doors blown off. And like, you, I don't even, I can't, I, I can honestly not, <laughs> not recall exactly how it was that they, um, that they wound up tying that game and getting it to the, to a point where they could have won, if not for, I mean, where they could have tied the game up, if not for the drop in the end zone um, by the tight end, whose whose name escapes me at this point. But um, yeah, it's just been really tough to trust to trust them. On the other side, you know, I'm I'm believing in what Indianapolis did against the number one defense in the NFL last week. Um, that was the number one defense in the league with Cleveland. And they put up 30 or 30 plus points against them legitimately. Jonathan Taylor looks like he's back. It looks like he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, fully healed from whatever injury he was dealing with early on on the time away has done well for him. Um, And Gardner Minshew hasn't been horrible. He's been, he's been, you know, serviceable. So in that regard, uh, looking at, looking at this game, Indianapolis is only favored by a point. I'm going to go ahead and take and take the, the Colts. Um, to win this game outright I think that they'll you know I think that being at home you know this is a team that's that's probably they're probably they're both these both these teams are probably middle of the pack so I just lean with the home team and since it's not a full three points or something like that that I gotta that I gotta deal with I'll take a point I'll take a point and give it to give it to the Colts to to get themselves to to 500 in uh, New Orleans you gotta figure they gotta figure something out offensively before I'm willing to like you know jump in jump in feet first you know uh, into the deep end with them you know when they when they start deploying um Taysom Hill on a regular basis to try to uh, generate points that's scary to me because he should not be somebody that you have to lean on he should be somebody that comes in and kind of surprises people but he's he's somebody that they actually have to lean on because they're not able to generate points with their you know with their main skill position guys so yeah I'll take I'll take Indianapolis in the under I remember the last time that they was using him before was um when Breeze was that getting hurt or whatever like that then he would pop in you know they was playing around with him that's what he's like he's going back to Oh, and there was that one year where they gave him that big contract, and they were like, "Let's see if he can actually be our starting quarterback with Sean Payton." I was like, "This is insane," and then they learned. But he's a good gadget player, you know. He's their wild card QB, wildcat QB. We got yeah, wildcat. New England at Miami, the largest spread of the week. Miami is favored by nine and a half. The over under is forty six. I'm going to take the over. Uh, they always say Bill Belichick takes away that one thing, and he's not taking away anything this year because they gave up thirty four points to the Saints at home. Give me Miami, take the over. I'm gonna lay those points. I feel very confident in nine and a half. I think they can beat them by double digits. Go ahead, Ann. Hey, that's fool's gold, man. I'm going to opposite way here. This is a this is a, a rivalry game. This is a quite I know people keep when people bring this up, it sounds like a joke now because you know, Bill, because the team the team sucks, but this is Bill Belichick and he's still into his head. He still lives rent, he still lives there rent-free. I said this last week when Bill the, Belichick when, has when, never the, beaten two in a game. He will this week. Now, going back to what I was going to say, last week I said that the Dolphins just needed to get punched in the mouth because they, they are that type of team that just gets punched in the mouth and they will lose, and that's what kind of happened against them with the Eagles. Here, here we go again. They're going against a good defensive team. They will get punched in the mouth again. They, they, they're not going to get to all that speedy BS, and it's going to be their first back-to-back loss of the season. Give me the, give me the um, Bill Belichick thing and give me the under. Malik, what you got? 
He, I, I think he had to swallow something because you know it was kind of be. It, it sounds like a bunch of BS albums. So he had to swallow. He's like, I gotta swallow this crap before I say something good. <laughs> it's just you. You know what it is, Ant? Like no, I and I and I didn't and I definitely disagreed with you last week when when New England was playing against Buffalo and you were right um, to take New England. I think Ace, you took New England as well. Yeah. Um. So you both were right to take New England. He was, you know, they 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 played the style of football that they needed to play against Buffalo and Buffalo. I think personally, I think Buffalo played down to the level of the competition and mm-hmm. gave that game away to, to the Patriots. They are a better team and they should not have lost that game and they should be kicking themselves and they will likely be kicking themselves later on in the season when, you know, a, <clears throat> when a win like that. Yeah. Like they, they, and they did that. And they did exactly. They did the same exact thing last night, that game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch that lost. game from beginning to end, Buffalo was clearly the better team for mm-hmm. like a big portions of that game. But then you looked up and it was 10, 10, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it was 10, nothing for so long. And you looked up, it was 10, 10. It was like, where the hell, what the hell happened? You know? And then it was 10, 10 for a while. Buffalo took the two score lead at 24, 10. And then, you know, in the fourth quarter of that game, Tampa Bay just went on like a 17 play drive where Buffalo like made two huge penalties yeah. that gave Tampa Bay the ball and when they like, like I didn't think there was like a fourth down that they didn't convert, and then Tampa and Buffalo created uh, caused like a face mask penalty. It gave them 15 yards and a first down. I mean, <laughs> Vegas betters loves that type of stuff, right? Because anybody that was putting their money on Tampa Bay, they were eight and a half point dogs. That last touchdown gave Tampa Bay the game, gave Tampa Bay the cover. Backdoor but cover. this is the type of this is the type of game Buffalo plays. Miami doesn't play that way. Miami. The reason why I'm picking Miami here is because Miami is pretty relentless. They when they get you when they get you down, they want to stomp on your head. They want to they want to put their put their foot in your throat and they want to pound you into the ground. Like that's what they want to do. And so I just, you know, if I if I, I know that they're they're hurting off of that that loss against Philly, I think that that was a matchup loss. I think that they just don't match up very well against the against the Eagles and their and their rush. Um, I think they match up a little bit better against the, against the Patriots. So I think they'll win this game, and because I think they'll win this game, I think they'll cover the number. So I, I'll take the I'll, I'll I'll lay the nine and a half, and I'll probably I'm going to make this my first best bet. I'm going to lay the nine and a half, and now y'all normally y'all y'all listening, y'all normally know I don't do this. I don't lay they lay large points like this, large point spreads, and make them my best bet. But I just can't see Miami back at home. Um, looking to get some, not just looking to get some revenge, you know, on losing last week, but getting some revenge on the fact that they, that they didn't play well in the last game that they played against New England either. Uh, and New England not having Christian Gonzalez is, 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 is still a big loss for them. So I expect Miami to, you know, to go all out and do whatever they possibly can. Um, keep on the lookout for Tyreek Hill. I know he said he's going to be playing, but he was dealing with an injury over the course of the week. So yeah. maybe they, um, you know, maybe they pare things down for him a little bit. But even even with that, I'm still gonna take take Miami and I'll take the over. I don't know, man. I, I can't see Miami sweeping sweeping the um the Patriots oh, this year. I can't. No, I can't. The fact they were able you. to beat them in New England when they were healthy. They always beat them in Miami. Like even when Tom Brady was at the height of his powers, somehow, some way, Miami would always win that one game and at home, and they just yeah. always did. It was. It was I think it'll be some topsy turvy crazy stuff. I'm telling with, you, with like mediocre quarterbacks. And I expect like it to Matt be point Moore. scored. Yeah. I expect there to be points scored too. Like I think that this can, I think that both teams can get well over twenty, and I think Miami can get well over thirty. Oh yeah, right. In the, They're in averaging the thirty at home. 
Yeah, like this is this is the type of game that I think that they they go out and score 35 points and New England just can't catch up because All they right. don't have the offense on the other side. Next game, we got the Jets at the Giants. Basically a home game for both teams. The New York Jets playing the New Jersey Giants because they still have a losing record. The Jets are laying two and a half points. And over-under is 36 and a half. And you go. Wow, I like how you said that. The New York Jets versus New Jersey Giants. That's some, some awesome stuff. They got a losing anyway, record. This, this, this is a scary game because this could go either way. Y'all might not think about it, but it actually can go the way. If it was, if Danny Dimes was starting, I would have said yes. Jets, Jets, and Jets take this done. Whatever. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor is actually kind of Taylor, Taylor is actually kind of good. He, he can run the ball. They can make some. They can do some other stuff with him. Whatever. The Jets are still have a little bit of injuries here and there. Whatever. They or quite the whole side of the right side. They're going to be having a bunch of quite quite guys that's normally the fourth string on the side that can, you know, then Kayvon Tumbleau, my Kayvon Tumbleau actually plays on that same side. You see a couple of sacks by Zach Wilson. But the, the thing is that I'm going to have to just go with talent here. Jets has more talent. Of course, I'm going to sound biased, of course. I got those Jets stuff behind me. But anyway, I'm taking Jets. And I'm going to go with the under in this one. This is going to be a field goal game here. The only person who's going to be happy is me and a bunch of Jet fans going to be cheering on. Everybody else going to be watching the other games that he's playing. This is going to be a field goal thing. Get your kickers on in fantasy. Call it a day. For everybody who's second been, lock of the week. For everybody who's been betting unders all year on Iowa, because Iowa's on their bye week for the, all the college football fans, this will be the lowest scoring game in the NFL next week. If the Jets win this game 13-3, to I won't be shocked. If they win it 15 to 3, I won't be shocked. Somehow they'll get a safety in there. I don't know how, but they will do it. I don't see Tyrod Taylor winning this game because he doesn't take chances. And the Jets are going to make him have to take chances and throw the ball deep. And to who, I don't know. So unless Jalen Hyatt shows up all of a sudden, I don't see how this works out for the Jet for the Giants. My second lock of the week is the Jets because they're favored by two and a half points. Uh, lock it in and also really locking that under. There will be a total of like 24 points scored in this game. Go ahead, Malik. This may be the first time this season where we're all three of us lock the same team. Um, <laughs> yeah, right now, right I'm really that. scared. Now. You're right on that. <laughs> um, I'm really scared. This is the first time. Yeah. Look, the last time we saw the Jets, both of these teams are coming off their bye. Um, the Giants didn't play last week, and neither did the Jets. Um, and yeah, so both of these teams are coming up there by. And the last time we saw both of them, the Giants um, were losing to. No, I'm sorry, the Giants won last week. No, no, I'm Giants, sorry. the Giants, the Giants, had, the Giants didn't have their by. They won last week against against Washington. They they scored 14 points and won a game, 14 to seven, against Washington, which told me more about the which told me more about the Washington Commanders than it did anything about the New York Football Giants. Fast forward this entire week. The conversation has been about whether Tyrod Taylor is better than Dan, Dan, Daniel Jones, and whether he should be the whether whether he should be the starter over Daniel Jones over the course of the for the rest of the season. You know what that tells me? That tells me that the Giants don't know what the hell they're doing at the quarterback position, at the most important position on the team right now, and they have a lot of questions, a lot of questions at that position. That's not a good thing when you're playing against the Jet defense that just beat the brakes off of Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, that was a defense, that was an offense that was, you know, borderline unstoppable, um, you know, uh, for a lot of last season and was still coming into their own, but was still winning, you know, had won five straight games. 
And they, the Jets came out and manhandled the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, uh, offense. I don't see any reason to believe that the Giants are going to figure it out with their situation on offense against this Jets defense. Obviously, the only thing that the only, the only thing that the Giants really have going for them is their running back, Saquon Barkley. I mean, you do know if Saquon Barkley, you know, if he gets a couple of running rooms, he can actually make some big things happen. But I don't think that the Jets should be afraid of that. Um, the Jets have plenty, you know, they have plenty of, of opportunities to um, they can leave their cornerbacks out on an island against these Giants receivers who, you know, don't scare anybody at all uh, and force Tyrod Taylor to just dink and dunk his way to, you know, to to, to points. Um, I would say to me, if you got a fantasy bet on uh, Wanda Robinson, that's a guy to, that's a guy to target because he's going to probably get like 14 of them because they're not going to be throwing the ball down the field. And if you're not throwing the ball down the field and you're not testing and you're not forcing Zach Wilson to have to beat you with his arm, that's how the Jets win football games. It's going to be a low scoring game. I think the Jets will win easily. I think the Jets, I think Ace, I think you're right. I think the score gets to something like 15-10 and he hits the under. So I'm going Jets in the under and I'm locking this in as well. I'd like to add in that the Jets actually beat the Eagles with the fifth string quarter on um, cornerback playing one, number one and a guy who was making wow. sandwiches the week before playing the cornerback number two. And this week, um, Sauce and Reed is back. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, A.J. Brown did look, he, that was his worst game of the season, so. Yeah. yeah, and he was getting, he was getting guarded by the fifth-string quarterback and a guy who was making sandwiches the week before. Because he went off on Miami. He was like, not today. Um, next up, <laughs> we got Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. The most uh, wild-card teams of the week. Jacksonville will let you get back into a game, and Pittsburgh will somehow find a way to win. I don't know what uh, kind of magic uh, Tomlin has going on down there, but they Pittsburgh is getting two-and-a-half points or three points. And the over-under is 41 and a half. I'm taking Pittsburgh because they're at home and somehow they always find a way to win. Even games I don't think they should. So I'm just taking them on a coin flip. I will not bet this game. I do not know who's going to win this game. I'm staying away from this game. But I'm picking it because we pick all the games. Get ahead, Ed. Yeah, I'm with you. I will, never, I will not bet on this game right now. And I would have been picking Jacksonville, but um, Calvin really has not been playing right lately. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with you, Ace. I'm gonna go with the experienced coach, the guy who's always above 500 in winning. I'm gonna go with Tomlin on this one. I know we're going betting. If we're betting coaches, we're going against a another Super Bowl winning coach. But you know, this is Tomlin we're talking about here. This talk, this Pittsburgh, this tradition, this day at home. I'm going with Pittsburgh, and I'm gonna take the over in this one. All right, Malik, who you got? You know, my my head. And my heart say, let me say, my heart says Pittsburgh. My head says Jacksonville after watching how they did against New Orleans a week before. But this is a warm weather team going to Pittsburgh, playing in a bad weather situation. I just watched a warm weather or a you know a non weather weather impacted team in my Detroit Lions go up north to play against a team that plays outdoors in their elements, and they got their asses beat by, by the Baltimore Ravens. So um, I'm 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 a little scared of this one. On the other on the other side, Pittsburgh is the most weird four and two team in the NFL. Like they just don't look like a team that should be. You watch their games; they don't look like they should be winning any of them. Um, but you can legitimately see when they get beat. I mean, this and this is another team just like Minnesota last year, right? This is a team which is funny because Brian Flores was a defensive specialist over in Pittsburgh last year. He's a defensive coordinator in, in, in Minnesota this year. Mm-hmm. And both of these teams uh, have winning records with a negative point differential. 
So that yeah. means when they lose, they get smoked, right? <laughs> they win, they win by they win, they win, you know, by a little bit. And when they lose, they get smoked. Um, so it's just this is just a really, really weird, weird landing spot for me. Um, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to cover the number. Um, I just like the fact that they're getting they're, they're getting points here. And Jacksonville, one thing that they did show me last week was that they can give up points in 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 chunks and let teams back into a game. Um, and so I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Probably gets a, at or around what's the, what's the over under on this one, Ace? Forty one. Forty one. Most middle of the road I, spread and everything. Everything's just like right. Yeah, I think I think every everything here just screams like take the under, take the home team, like. Just, just, just bet all that if you're going to bet it. I, I'm like you guys, though. I would, I would stay far away from this game, but because we're picking all of them, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh, and I will take the under. All right, both of these teams are above 500, two losses. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. That is their biggest advantage. Six teams were on a bye last week, which is kind of weird to me. But there's nobody on a bye this week because I guess they're giving more teams bye after the uh, Germany games. So there's no London game, or there's two Germany games left. Three games in London already happened, or four games in London already happened? Yeah. Three. Starting to lose three. track, three. And there's two more yeah. games in Germany coming up, which is unfair that Miami and Kansas City are playing over there. What's up? Yeah, they, no, I was just going to say they have to get those games out of the way before they add some more buys in. Because people yeah. be, teams going to be tired. Yeah, and what's crazy is they've had teams play in London and come back and then play another game, which is, I, I mean, I, that's why. Baltimore I didn't do it. They look perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Beat the breaks over my team. <laughs> For some strange reason. Nearby. <laughs> um, next up, we got Philadelphia at the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are six and a half point home dogs, 43 and a point uh, over under. Washington is pissed off. They are three and four. They feel like they should be better. I mean, they're not the worst team in the league, but they feel like the worst team in their division. And what's odd is the Giants are in their division. So I don't see how that's possible because the defense is playing well, but I think it's how they lost to Chicago and the bad teams that they've lost to. Um, I'm taking the Eagles. This is my second lock of the week. I think the Eagles are going to beat the brakes off of them. I have no faith in Washington secondary. And I know the Eagles have to lose in the game or aren't going to drop another one. So give me the Eagles. And uh, maybe Taylor Swift will be in the crowd in, in D.C. Who knows? Yeah, I think Taylor Swift is going to be in um, Denver cheering on KC, cheering on, cheering on a man. But anyway, as far as for this game, definitely give me um, Philadelphia in this one. I mean, wait, what? How many locks I already got? Three. Three. This is my third lock of the week. Yeah. No, no, me. And I know. Oh you yeah, you have two. You have two. I have two. Okay, so I'm going to step it up. I'm going to make this my third lock because this is just going to be a beatdown. Monsters just, Monsters just make the money off of this. Give me um, give me Philly. Give me the um over in this one. I still think that even even though, you know, Philly's going to still beat this team, mm. I think they st- they, there's still a rivalry game, but at the end, quite at the end, the almighty push is going to win. So give me Philadelphia, give me the over. Tush push. You know what's interesting about the tush push? There ain't no tush you know, push. It's you know push. who the second best team at the, at the tush push is? Tush push sounds gay. All of them. <laughs> so, oh, so, wow. like... <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with it. Ants, ants still living in the 90s. <laughs> It is the yeah. Bears and the Cardinals are the two second best teams at doing the touch push. And I don't know why we're going along with the brotherly shove. But that's also not helping Philly from getting this uh, play banned. It's the definitely getting push, banned next year. Touch push, brotherly shove, the almighty push, whatever you want to call it, no matter what, it's still only Philadelphia can do it. The rest of the teams can't really do it. 
the Bears have a 90, have an 80 something percent success rate doing the same exact play, which is wild. Look ahead. Just push your sound soft. Anyway, mm-hmm. tell it to ESPN. That's what they use. So, two quick like things about fight. this game. <laughs> two quick things about this game. Number one, uh, this is the second game between the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles this year. The first game, if you remember, uh, Washington, Philadelphia beat Washington 34 31 in overtime. Um, <clears throat> so, that was a very close matchup. This game is again, and that game was in Philadelphia. This game is obviously in Washington, but Washington at the time when they played that game was playing much better than they are playing right now. They were, if I'm not mistaken, they were either two and one or three and oh. I think they were two and one going into that game against Philly. Um, and they were, you know, I think they were like four point dogs or five point dogs in that game. I can't remember what the actual number in, in that game was, but they played a lot. They played a lot better. They played a lot, a lot, a lot better than I, I expected. I know specifically that I had picked Philly that week because I thought Philly was going to blow them out, and they didn't. Um, but this Washington team is just has been playing scary bad. They they scored seven points against the Giants, and they were all they they, they lost a the game fourteen seven. Again, I keep having to say this, <laughs> and, and and an NFL game ended fourteen seven. Okay, <laughs> it was a team that like. They lost by seven to the Giants. They, would, and they only scored seven. I would like so, to point out that Jalen Hurts and Sam Howell are tied in passing touchdowns at nine. As crazy as that sounds, yeah. they're tied yeah. in passing TDs. Um, yeah, exactly. They, and so the other thing I was just saying is that Jalen Hurts. Um, the other the other point is that Jalen Hurts had did come up injured on the injury report this week. He does expect to play. But um, I, I could I could wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Washington tries to just key key in on on you know uh, putting some hats on them, and also uh, maybe maybe because of the injury the brotherly shove might actually not be in the game plan this week um, because you know don't want that situation to you know to get to get worse. Um, so maybe you, you you stay away from that. And if you stay away from that, maybe you take away a touchdown or maybe you take away a drive or two away from Philadelphia. Um, I just find it interesting that Philadelphia continually, continually gets into these third and one and fourth and one situations. Like they don't, like they play <laughs> for nine yards. They they just play when like just get us nine and we and then go down and we're gonna get the one you doing a brotherly shove. We're just gonna piss off the rest of the league by doing this. Um, I don't see a world where Washington, um, with all the turmoil that they've got going on and the fact that we you know, we just saw them, you know, pretty much put up a put up a goose egg against the Giants. I don't see how Washington gets up the mat here. I do want to see them give the give give Philadelphia a game, uh, maybe even get a get a victory. Um, the other thing is the last thing I would say about this is again, I'm not locking this in because I don't I, I do think that there's the potential because of last week's game. Um so the last game that they played against against Washington and the fact that their game, their the following game is against Dallas at home against Dallas, that they could be looking past Washington. So I think it's nope, possible it for them to be looking past Washington and going and looking at looking at Dallas, looking at that game against Dallas as a as a game that they can that they that they that they need to win, knowing that they need to win that game. Wouldn't be surprised if we get a backdoor cover here, similar to how Tampa Bay backdoor covered the Bills. But well, I'm gonna take Philadelphia anyway. If they couldn't score another uh, touchdown against the Giants, they're not gonna score another touchdown against Philly. 14 7 Philly. Things happen. Washington Two things uh, happened before. The commanders are 0 3 at home against the spread. 
<laughs> Moving on. I'm just making an argument for my. Pick. I'm, I'm no, picking. I'm agreeing with y'all. I'm, I'm. I'm agreeing with y'all. We're all yeah. picking Philly. I'm just not oh, locking okay. it in because of that. Two things that Philly was not. It would never do again. Take a quite look at another team as a, you know as a quite look past another team. I should say, and uh, could not use a birdie shove. The last time both things happened is when they lost to the Jets. See, but I don't think. Oh, well, they didn't do that against the Jets. No, they didn't. They didn't get the chance to do that against the Jets. The birdie shove at all. No play. Uh-huh. No birdie shove. But and I, I before we jump to the next game, and I don't think that they were looking past the Jets to get to that Dolphins game. I think that they just did not recognize that the because because they had been playing these like really close games all year. They had been playing games all year where they were, you know, squeaking out wins. You know, they were okay. they were getting they were getting wins against teams that you know. 34-28 against the 25-20 against the Patriots, 34-28 against uh, against Minnesota, 34-31 against Washington. You know, like they had been they had been winning games, but they weren't winning games in convincing fashion. Um yeah. and so they they think they were primed for that ass whooping that they took from the Jets, like because the Jets came out and they just balled on defense and they they did what exactly what it is. If you've got that type of defense like that. Yeah, if you got that type of defense that can that can take them down like that, like yeah, they can be beat. They can get got. I think that was them getting got. I think this game could be their look ahead because okay. they've beaten Washington before. Because Washington is you know two and five or whatever, two and four or whatever the hell they are at this yeah, point. Washington's the second worst um, team, three and four. They're three and four right now. Yeah, Washington's three or four. Like Washington is one of those teams where like they probably, you know, they they could they could feel some sense of superiority against Washington. And because Washington's also like dealing with all of this turmoil on their team, like all of those things probably they feel like we're going to Washington, we go take care of business, we got Dallas next week, right? That's where I'm thinking that they could be potentially they could let their guard down in the fourth quarter and let Washington get a score and make it interesting. So which that game is definitely gonna end up being Sunday night football, by the way. If it's not already Monday night. That Philly, the, the that, Dallas, the Dallas Eagles. Philly, it's it's a four, it's a four twenty five game right now. No, it, it might, it might get flex games yet. Yeah, no, no, they, they could this week, in. but yeah, there's no teams to flex out Chicago and the Chargers, so that's why they left it. That's what I heard. Now you gotta suffer. You don't have to suffer that one. Oh, I'm gonna enjoy that one. Um, <laughs> next up, we got Houston at Carolina. Houston, as of right now, is favored by three and a half. It was at three. I think it's three, three and a half. The over under is 43 and a half. Carolina has not covered one spread. They have pushed once. They have lost all six games. And even though they're coming off a bye, they don't even have a rest advantage because Houston is also coming off of a bye. I am taking Houston. I will lay those three and a half points. They keep finding ways to win. Um, it's not even that I don't believe in Bryce, um, Bryce Young. It's not even that CJ Stroud has been playing better than him. He just has a better team around him on offense and on defense. The wide receivers for the Texans have been playing better all year. I believe in them more. Adam Thielen somehow going to catch 100, you know, 150 yards, 13, 13 catches and a touchdown, and Carolina will still lose. Uh, Miles Sanders has not performed yet, but maybe in this game he will go off. I have more faith in D'Amico Ryan's in that defense and C.J. Stroud managing the game. Give me Houston and uh, another win for them. Go ahead, Ann. Since I'm in Texas, I'm just going to copy and paste what you said. I'm not going to have the angry mob chase me. So just give me Houston and give me and give me the um, yeah, give me the oh, under this one. <laughs> Whatever. You seeing a lot of Stroud jerseys in the in the in the area? Not yet, but we'll see after this this week. They, they start making make some it. noise. They're going to make it to the AFC Championship game. People switch from the Cowboys to them. Go ahead, Malik. 
not not to jump onto the other sport, but have you seen? Have, have I know you're in San Antonio? How many Wembenyama jerseys have you seen so far? Oh yeah, too much of that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm just curious. You could have sworn you could have sworn he was the next coming of Jordan over the way they acting. Like, come they on, love, they love that kid, man. They love that kid. Um, yeah, I just 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 when we saw that uh the opening game that they that they just had, yeah. like that was wild. The, the, um, he blocked Kyrie. I mean, but the just the amount of you know, fanfare that was <laughs> around him was 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 crazy. Um, uh, sports yeah, sound. Sure. We just we just gotta prove it. That's all. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for you guys. Um, all right, shifting back. Um, this is an interesting game because obviously Carolina's coming off of their coming off of their bye, right? You, you, there's there's a there's a safe assumption that they figured some things out, you know. Uh, Frank Reich is not a bad head coach and Bryce Young. And this is like a rookie on rookie, you know, game. This is Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud, number one pick versus uh, the number three. Was he number two or number three? I can't remember the number two pick. Two, number two. Um, yeah, the number two. one versus the number two pick. Like, this is the type of, you know, this is like a matchup that, you know, you you really hope for. And Carolina's 0-6, right? Like, this is one of those things is like, they're due at some point, aren't they? Like, they got to be due at some point. They got to be due at some point. They're, they're healthier. Um, Miles Sanders, I'm hearing Miles Sanders is going to be back this week. Uh, Adam Thielen has had a really good start to his start to the season, despite all of the challenges that the team has had. Like, it's just, there's just so many things that to me just trend towards, Carolina actually getting being able to cover the numbers three and a half right now, but you know I I, I could see it, man. I I can absolutely see it. Ah. Bears fans don't see it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna roll with the home team, man. I want to see I want to see right. Carolina. I want to see Carolina, you know, score some points and and cover the numbers three and a half points. You know, I think if you if you really feel you know, again, not locking this in. Don't feel don't feel great about it. But I really just want to see, you know, Carolina, you know, come out and make something happen on this side of the ball. So definitely I'm going to take Carolina. I'll take the over. I want I want to see some points scored. I want this game to get like 27, 25 or whatever. I want this game to get up there with the points because I want these two rookies to have really good games. And I want them to, you know, to show us what the future of the NFL is, you know, with these two folks being in there before. Like, you know, because there was a lot of talk about who was the better player between the two of them coming into the season. Look you don't want to see a team go winless. You, you don't want to see a team go winless, though. Yeah. You feel yeah. bad for these players. Are, are we sure? Are yeah. we sure we don't? I don't know about we. Maybe you. Well, and Lee. I, know, I, I, you. I know you don't. You're perfectly fine with it because you know <laughs> you guys are going to have have a decision to make really soon too. Um, they traded up, you know, not us. I'm just saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so for that for those reasons alone, I'm going to take Carolina. I want to see. I want to see a good game. A good, good game have between between everybody here. So I'll take Carolina in the over. All right. Cleveland at Seattle. Seattle is favored by three and a half as of Friday. 38 and a half point over. They're, I guess they're betting on Cleveland's defense holding it down. Seattle will win close games. They won a game 20 to 10. Um, Cleveland, they've only had one shootout, oddly, within, with Indianapolis. And their quarterback only had 179 yards passing and no touchdowns. P.J. Walker will be back at it again. Both of the teams had good defenses. Cleveland's defense is the best in the league. I am taking Seattle because they are at home and going from east to west from Cleveland all the way out to Seattle should be an advantage a little bit for Seattle. The under is a solid bet here, but I'm going to take Seattle. It's a bit shaky, but I like this game. Yeah, yeah. 
It is a scary game to actually pick here because you got PJ Walker. He's actually a good quarterback, like you know the the um the bandit of you know the of the the um, South Seas. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say the, the other stuff because you know the R word anymore because some people quite been sending letters called stuff against me and whatnot. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with, with um with Ace on this one. I'm definitely gonna take Seattle. Cleveland's going from East Coast to S- to on um, West Coast in here. This is the 12th man. This is the Seattle. This is Geno Smith, Quaid, who's actually been playing really good. This is a good team. I want to take um Seattle on this one. I'm just gonna be my I think it's my fourth lock of the week. Yeah, yeah. fourth lock of the week. And I want to take the under this. No, the over this one. I think they can make both of them can combine more than 30, 38 points. Come on now. All right, Malik. Good. Walker's actually a good quarterback. A lot of games have been trending under. 60% of the NFL games so far through seven weeks have been unders. P.J. Walker's yeah. better than Danny Dimes. Yeah, and a bunch of unders hit last week. Last week was 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 well known. Like the unders hit, I think it was like 67% of the time last week. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Really trying to. Um, <clears throat> uh, we're, we're all in lockstep here. Uh, we take Seattle. I'm actually going with you in and locking this one in. This will be my third lock of the week. Seattle was a strong lock last week. Um, and you know, I was able to 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 cash out a little bit with them last week, you know, uh locking them in, in that game that they had um against, I believe it was Arizona, who they played last week. Um, they're at home again against a, a good Cleveland team um that's won what two of their last three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Cleveland, so Cleveland has looked good. Actually, they've won three of the last four. Um, the only the only loss was against uh Baltimore in uh, week uh, four or five. Um, so it's coming off of wins against Indianapolis and San Francisco. Um, so I expect them to go out there and, and, you know, and, you know, put up a good performance, but I think the, the loss of not just the loss of Deshaun Watson, PJ Walker being, being there as a starting quarterback. And I think he's actually, I won't say he's an upgrade over Deshaun Watson, but I'll say it's at least he's at least, you know, uh, playing just as well. Just as well as we expect Deshaun Watson to be to be able to play if he was fully healthy, um, but I do think it's gonna be interesting because they're not they're likely not gonna have Jerome Ford um, who hurt his knee um, last week, and so they'll be leaning heavily on um, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. And um, I, I I'm just not sure you know where he is in terms of you know being able to you know stable stabilize the offense uh, from that perspective. So I really like and I and I really really if you ace I ace mentioned you mentioned before having like you know nine different teams that you support <laughs> and um that that you like <laughs> on a regular basis. Well if there's a if if you know you guys know how I feel about my, my Lions and my and and the Saints. Um if there was a third team it would be Seattle. I really do like the way that they the way that they play ball and I love that I love and I, I say love their uh their rookie cornerback Devon Witherspoon. I wanted him on Detroit. Wanted us to draft him so badly, but the, you know the, the Seattle grabbed him first. Um, I love what he's doing over there. So I'm going to take Seattle and the under, and I'm locking this in. All right, so y'all guys have a favorite team. I want to start so have some favorite teams. I want to have the Eagles, the 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, going to be my favorite team as well. <laughs> some strange reason. I mean, I just look. They're just teams I like. Like I do. I mean, like yeah. I genuinely do like the Ravens. I've always liked the Ravens. I like the mm-hmm. Ravens since you know Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and those guys. Like I liked them since yep. back then. Now I'm just um, saying that because Ace never had nobody else besides the Bears. Also, he coming out with works and stuff. You never said nothing about the, besides the Bears. A, I got a Jonathan Ogden rookie card. How dare you, sir? Oh, oh, you got a rookie card. Whoopie dare go yeah. there. When they went I there, got a Ray in, Lewis uh, jersey, ninety six. 
So I got a Jordan Ricky card. I got a Jordan card too. So that makes me a Bulls fan back in the nineties. No. Yes, yes, it does. Yes. No, I was thinking about money. I was thinking about having money in the end. I don't even know what I did with that card. I've been to a Ravens game, so I'm just saying. Oh, um, I've been to a Ravens game. Yeah, you just I could trip and fall into a Dallas game. <laughs> you got a Dallas fan now? Maybe. Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City is favored by seven points, over 146 and a half. I am taking Denver to cover. They are at home. <laughs> Altitude. Oh, Something should go right for them. Um, they can't lose every right. game. I believe in Russ. Let Russ cook. We're going to go with this. I'm going with the Swifties, man. Come on now. You're going to let Russ cook. Come on now. Go with the Swifties. Go with the popular team. Go with the refs. Come on. It's, it's KC, the refs, and it's Taylor, Taylor Swift on this one. And I'm taking it the over. They're going to smack gonna smack fire out of um, Russell Wilson. And after that beat, beat down, they're going to start trading some pl- those players away. I hope they do. Oh, yeah. KC, like K- the Chicago. over. Chicago. Go ahead, Malik. Um. <clears throat> I thought earlier on the season that KC was going to sweep this division. I still, I still think that's the case. Um, they're going to sweep all their games in the division, which gives them six victories against the division and puts gives them a leg up on the on the remaining AFC teams for that number one seed. Um, I think this is how they continue to do it um, by the fact that they just keep sweeping the division. Um, and and you know their their best opponent was the Chargers, and they boat raced the Chargers last week. Like so, so I there's no way for me to, you know, pick Denver. I I think Denver can cover the number. I wouldn't bet it, but I think that they can. If you're gonna take KC, I think KC wins it by wins it by two. I think KC can win this game by two scores. Um, the altitude in Denver is obviously something that's always been a concern for folks, but you know, I think they should be they should be able to get 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 through that. Um. I just don't see where the defense for Denver is 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 making any major strides, and what we and we've seen KC start to start to make things happen a little bit more on offense. Um, maybe this is a Miko Hardman comeback, comeback you know game for him. You know where he he's he's now reacclimated to the offense, and you know Travis Kelsey is going to be out there balling. And maybe I don't I don't know why Taylor Swift would want to go to Denver. I mean you know the weed's good over there. I hear, but he I played the stadium. That, That's the reason already. why. I, I yeah, I just don't see a reason why she want to go to Denver. Like, unless you're getting paid what? to be there, like and the Stephen NFL might be paying her. Like I, Stephen A. I, says for the weed. I, know, I'm I'm I am yeah. I am not. You know, let me be the first person to say I think that the NFL is paying Taylor Swift some. I think Taylor Swift is making some money person. off of this. You're like fifteen. Yeah. I think it's right. of course it's her versus the Chargers fan, the, the Asian lady. You know they why they, both of them? They saw her and Travis Kelsey at a steakhouse in Kansas City. No one hangs out in Kansas City just cause. Okay, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, excuse me. So I, I think, I think the the, the interesting thing is, I think Casey's going to have to carry the carry the over under on this one, and um, so I'm going to play the under because I just don't, I just don't see. And Casey's defense has been really good, like not not just like kind of good. They've been really good. So I think Casey uh, wins this game, you know, pretty handily by a couple of scores. Um, but I'll take the under um, because I, I just don't feel like uh, Denver's going to be able to score any score many points here. So I'll take Casey. Oh, Denver's going to come back and score at the end because you know they're what's the name? Um, Sean Payton Sean just want to score, just to score, even though they're going to be losing. Denver's going to well, go. he's going to play to the whistle, right? You know, he's he's a coach who's going to play to the whistle, but he's he's not going to. I just don't see. I just don't see a. a <laughs> I don't see a situation where where Denver you know gets it over twenty points. I think this is this is easily for me like a. 26 to 13 type of game. But don't this bet is, on this game. This is where this, the wrestling ball. 
this is actually a big rivalry game. That's why I'm taking Denver to have some self-respect at home and cover that, which is why I think it's spread it down from eight and a half to seventy. Give me next up. We got Baltimore at Arizona. These tied for the second biggest spread of the week. Baltimore is favored by nine and a half on the road after doing what they did to Detroit. 44 and a half points over under my second favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, boy. Uh, shout out Roquan. Boy, they. Injury. Uh. Uh, <laughs> future Hall of Famer, Lamar Jackson, a quarterback. I think they're going to roll over Arizona. They keep trying and they keep losing. They did surprise the Cowboys, though. So, but I'm locking in Baltimore. Oh, wait, no, I'm not locking Baltimore. I take that back. Um, but I'm taking Baltimore on this one. They should cover. I'm going to take the over. They're going to score about another 35 points in this game. 35 to 10. Give me Baltimore. Just barely hit that over. Go ahead, Ann. Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore, too, and they're taking it over. Baltimore's going to beat the crap out of Arizona. I think Just after give this, me over next... that smoke, and now you're going to take them, too. Anyway, I'm giving you this smoke because that's not your team. Stop, you stop it there, go online. Your team is the bum-ass Bears. But anyway, I'm taking Baltimore. I'm taking the over this one. I'm not going to use them as my lock because I'm trying to save my lock for another team. It's going to be a surprise. But anyway, I'm taking Baltimore, taking the over, taking the smackdown. In a couple of weeks, um, Kyle Murray, a.k.a. the midget, will be back. Go ahead, Malik. Who you got on this one? <laughs> Um, little man, little man Murray. I I think Arizona. <laughs> I think Arizona would make make sense to um to lose out so they can get Marvin Harrison Jr. I think they should lose out to get to that number two overall pick and get themselves a receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. That regardless of who your quarterback is, you know, a receiver of that ilk, you know, would would you know remind people of like you know the days of Larry Fitzgerald, you know, potentially in 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 a in a in a Cardinals uniform. Um, the only reason that I'm not after watching what I watched with Baltimore, uh, you know, last week, the only reason that I'm not locking this is because they're on the road. That's the only reason. There's no reason to to have any faith in what Arizona is doing. You know, it, not just because they're not, you know, because they're not a great team, but they're also injured. Some very um, very important spots on their on their squad, especially on the offensive side of the football. And Baltimore's just clicking on all the cylinders. Now, granted, Baltimore's definitely been known to, you know, I mentioned this for the Bills last time, they've been known to play down to the level of their competition from time to time and, and you know, not give great performances when you expect them to. But I think this is a team that that's it's still striving, they're still on the upswing, and they're not going to be in a situation, they're not going to put themselves in a position to potentially lose a game um, that they should absolutely win. So I'm going to take Baltimore in the over as well. Um, I'm not locking in, I'm not locking this in just because Baltimore's on the road. But I think Lamar Jackson, um, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, I think that offense gets together and, and, and is able to handle business. And that defense is really good and is able to make some make some plays happen. You know, want to see Roquan Smith looks like he's going to play. Um, if he was not going to play, maybe I would fade fade this a little bit more towards Arizona because of how, how much of an impact that he makes on that defense. But he's going to be out there. The rest of the defense is going to be out there. They're all, they're all relatively healthy. So I'm going to take Baltimore on the over. All right. Next up, we have Cincinnati at San Francisco, what I expect to be the national game of the week. San Francisco is at home. Cincinnati is getting well from five and a half all the way down to three and a half. So I guess a lot of people were like jumping on that. I'm jumping on that as well. I'm going to be taking Cincinnati and I'm locking that in. It's going to be my fourth lock of the week. Give me Cincinnati. I will take those points and the over under is 43 and a half. 
Sam Darnold is starting. That's why I'm taking Cincinnati. Burrow, Darnold. That's not even. Go ahead, Ann. Well, Cincinnati has not been playing as Cincinnati this year. I still haven't seen it. Maybe because I was just flipping the channel somewhere else, but I still haven't seen it yet. And I don't think they're going to be back yet. Yes, this is Sam Donald, but this quite we're acting like you know this is Sam Donald's a worse quarterback than what he really is. This is San Francisco here. This is the team that can plug in any quarterback. I think I can start in here, and for some reason we they might actually score some points on this team. So I'm going to take San Francisco on this one, and I'm going to take the over in this one. Actually, no, I'm taking the under in this one. I'm not going to make this my lock. Maybe I might have thought this would be my final lock. I still have two more. You still have two more games to go. We'll see what what I pick. But anyway, let me just let's, let's move on this game. San Francisco the under. Malik, who do you got? Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, Cincinnati in the over. Okay. Yeah, y'all keep sleeping on Sam Darnold. There was a time that Geno Smith was in the same boat. And Sam Darnold is not Geno Smith. But Sam Darnold actually is actually getting no. coached by a good offensive no. coach right now. No, gotta give no. gotta give him something. No, I'll give I'll give Kyle Shanahan credit. If Kyle Shanahan is able to make Sam Darnold into, even if he's able to make him into Brock Purdy, like Brock Purdy. Remember last year, Brock Purdy was Mister Irrelevant. I don't. I don't like. Like I he said, he was no, the worst guy in the, in the whole draft. He, he was not drafted high, and I get that. But since he's been playing, Brock Purdy has been an an above average quarterback. I mean, people, some people want to say he's elite. I say he's above average. I still say he's Kirk Cousins' little brother. Um, that's where I'm. That's where I'm rolling with it. But um, <laughs> wow, Sam Donald has been Sam Donald has been a well below average quarterback for the course of his career. Look at if his coaches. He if if I'm not I'm not saying that. Wait, that's why I'm that's why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be better in San Francisco. But you don't go from down here to up here in one game. But that's you what he kind of that's what like technically somewhere in the middle. That's what technically he's doing. He went from down here team wise to up there in team wise, the team around him. But the teams that, that but that's what I said. To me, a middle of the road, middle of the pack quarterback with that level of talent around him should be, you know, will 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 do really well. And that's what that's where Brock Purdy is. If I, but I think that Sam Donald is not as good as Brock Purdy. Like, Wait, so Bro- if Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy was on the Jets, mm. okay, this, this, I'm, I'm we're extending this too long, so I'm not even going to be arguing this. We could talk about it offline. We could talk about it when we stop recording. Because yeah, well, you put I, Brock I, Purdy on the Jets, and you put Brock Purdy on Carolina, all of a sudden he's he's going to be boosting up those teams. No, I don't see. No, that. no, 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 no. I'm not. No, 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 no. See, that's why I said a middle of the road player with a great, you know, supporting cast will look great. A you bad player with a great supporting cast will still look like a decent player. He'll look like a decent player. He ain't gonna look good. I don't think Sam Donald is gonna look good against against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense is not bad. They're not a bad defensive unit. Joe Burrow is a very Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. And hey, he's getting healthy. Anyway? I think this is a four four o'clock game. All right, all three of us talking about doing this. And he's game. getting healthier. So yeah, I don't see any reason to take to, to take Cincinnati. And again, I think San Francisco could win the game. I just don't like the cover here. 
I think that three and a half points is just a is just a, a, a number that would be difficult for them to cover. And we haven't seen a good San Francisco team in three weeks yet. They we lost actually, to Minnesota and Cleveland. We actually so, elevated PJ, quite a guy named PJ and um what's the name over Sam Donald now. <laughs> we respect because those guys we've more. seen it. We respect we've those seen guys it. more. Sam Donald didn't have a chance. We've this seen year. it. Sam Donald hasn't done anything so far in the NFL See, this and year. Defending his second favorite team in the NFC, which would be the San Francisco 49ers, because they got your boy Sam Darnold on there now. But no, moving not, on. We're not we're not going back to that. But anyway, moving <laughs> on. Moving uh, on. To the second, to my favorite, favorite team, the Chicago Bears at the LA Chargers. This should be a home game for the Bears with all everybody who's moved out there from Chicago. Because the Chargers have no home fans left. If they lose this game, I believe they're going to fire the head coach. Give me the Bears. I'm locking it in. The over-under is 46 and a half. The Bears dropped 30 on them. Khalil Mack revenge game. We traded them. Now we're going to beat them. We're going to show them why we traded them. Real talk, that's one of my favorite players. He went to my school, so I'm not even hating on him. Somehow he'll get like three sacks, and uh, Chicago will still win this game. But they're definitely going to cover, which is why I'm taking eight and a half points. I believe in Tyson Bajan. Um their coach is not good. Brandon Staley keeps finding a way to give up points. He's a defense coordinator. He's a defense coordinator. I like to remind everybody of that. He's a terrible defensive coach. Um, I do not know what this man is doing on defense, but whatever it is, it ain't working. Their secondary is worse. They got rid of J.C. Jackson, and Derwin James is not making the plays he needs to make, even though he's a pro bowl talent. He's a really great safety. Give me the Bears. I'm locking those eight and a half points. It's my uh, fifth block of the week. And what do you got? Come on, come on, come on. Wasn't this the same team that you were ringing the, the bell for? Like, you know, like the, 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 the British is coming with the horse down and stuff like that? Talk about the, the top team, this guy. And Takes a big man to whatever. when I'm wrong. And uh, I was wrong about Brandon Stanley. But he's going to keep losing his way, which I'm betting on this week. Go Bears. Yeah, that just sounds weird Bear if you say go Bears after, you know, you was quite – Bear down. Quite, after after all this this um called Baltimore talk last week, but anyway, this is gonna be my lock of the week. I'm taking the Bears and I'm taking the, uh, the under in this week. Ah, I didn't, didn't think I was gonna pick the Bears. I'm taking the Bears on this one. I'm going I'm going with you on this one. I do not believe in the Chargers. I think they they are they're a fugazi team. Give me the Bears and give me the under in this one. This is my fifth and final lock of the week. Bear yeah. down. Go ahead, Malik. Who do you got? So, <laughs> gosh. yeah, I can't believe so, I just said bear down. <laughs> I I can't believe it either. Um, so after uh, we we talked a little bit about Sam Darnold, hey, but look at shot and and what's going on with him. Um, now we're 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 locking in Ty, Tyler Badgett, Bajent, whatever <laughs> Tyler, we're doing Tyler's here. Bad. We're we're. We're locking in Tyson Bajent. That's what we're <laughs> right. doing here mm-hmm. over over uh, Justin Herbert. I I mean, look, honestly speaking, are you Ace? Are you are you saying that the Bears are going to win this game, or you're saying that they're going to not lose this game by more than I, eight and a half or nine I, and a half I, points? I expect the Bears to win. I say okay. the Bears are going to march into but LA and I'm win taking this that eight game. and a half points because they're just playing so bad, and the Bears know like what Kansas what. Chargers are doing on offense is pretty straightforward. And Kellen Moore, he's not a good offense coordinator because if he was the problem in Dallas, if he wasn't the problem in Dallas, then why isn't the Chargers offense better? Why isn't the Chargers offense better? The Bears they got better this year's Brock Purdy. 
It's not working. The Bears this year's Brock Purdy is playing. Division two. The Chargers. The Chargers have lost their last two games against the Dallas Cowboys at home and again and at the Kansas City Chiefs. I think if you looked at this schedule back in September before the start of the season, you probably would have circled both of those games as potential losses for the Chargers. I don't think that they've lost, with the exception of the of, of game one uh, in Tennessee. Hmm. I don't think that they've they've lost any games that you didn't expect them to lose. So them being at this point right now, um, them being what are they, uh, four and two, three, three and four, something like that. Mm-hmm. No, two and four. Them being two them being four. two and four. They have the same amount is, of wins as Chicago Bears. Yeah, them being two and four is a bit of a surprise. Um, because I think they're a better team than what we've seen. Like I said, they they lost their losses are to Miami, Dallas, KC, and Tennessee. No one expected them to lose to Tennessee. With, with the exception of Tennessee, those other three losses are, are are definitely could definitely be expected, right? Um, this is not the type of game that they're gonna that they lose. This is the type of game that they win and then have everybody talking about them again, and then they play somebody next somebody the following week that's actually better than them. And they get the they get the doors blown off. This is what happens. Is is it's not when you the charges do what what they're supposed to do against the teams that they're supposed to beat. What problem the problem is they don't play well against the teams that are on their level or better than them. So I expect the Chargers to win this game. I think the Chargers win this game pretty handily. I think they win it by at least ten points. Um, I thought the Bears looked pretty good last week uh, against Green Bay. Um, they did their thing. And you know, wasn't I? I was not surprised that they wasn't. No, wasn't Green Bay. Who who they who they play last week? Ace. Who the Bears play last week? Vegas. Vegas. They Vegas. You beat so many. Vegas. Teams. They beat Vegas. They beat you Vegas. Beat the Raiders. Yeah. Beat the Raiders. So, you know, I, I I wasn't surprised that they beat the Raiders. The Raiders are not are not a very good team, and so we're gonna hear about that. We're gonna hear about are that you, the next. Are game. you surprised that we didn't? Or that we beat them with our backup backup quarterback? With no. The guy who wasn't no. signed to the, the team are, in the training camp. No, because Brock the Purdy. are a good team. Come on, say, say this. You're Brock I Purdy. Like, Not even. I think the Chargers win this game. I think they're the better team. They're the better team overall here. And I think the end being the fact that they're being at home and Tyson Benjamin Bajan is playing in it, playing on prime time. Um, I think the Chargers, I think everything leans towards the Chargers here. Chargers win this game by 10 points. So I'm going to take the Chargers and I will take the over because neither defense to me, neither defense is scary to me. And this is going to be Overs. warring locks. We're going to be locking. We're, I'm, I'm locking in the Chargers, and you guys are locking in the Bears. So let's. We can watch this game. We should live stream watching this game, like the Manning cast. We should live stream watching this game since we both have warring locks here. We should do that. You know what? That's not a terrible idea. Give next up. We got the Las Vegas Raiders going to the Detroit Lions, two dome teams. Detroit is favored at home by eight and a half. Similar situation to the Chargers. They have a sorry team coming their way. Um, Detroit is on the East Coast time, which is crazy. This is a Monday Night Football game. So Vegas is going from West Coast to East Coast. Over-under is 46 and a half. Uh, give me Detroit. Give me the over. They're going to beat the brakes off of uh, Vegas. Max Crosby might get traded. He is. He seems like the face of a Raider. Like He seems like a Raider for life. But um, if they want to get some picks, they could look into trading him. And a lot of teams will want him. Give me Detroit. It's going to be an easy one. Go ahead and move. Yeah, one of those teams that will want him is the Detroit Lions. We absolutely, I know, I know, we love Max Crosby. Um, like, like the fans would want him. I, I want him. Like, if Max Crosby is available, 
Like you make a deal. Okay. I don't give a damn. Brad Holmes make a deal. Uh, Brad Holmes. I will, I will, I will go and Brad Holmes makes a deal for, um, for Max Crosby by Tuesday afternoon. I will be Brad Holmes for Halloween. Like I literally be you for Halloween. I have no problem. I will, I will, I will, I will, <laughs> I will grow it out. I'm we already both bald. I'll grow out the beard and I will be you for Halloween. I'll give you a, a lion's hoodie and a sport coat. And I will be you for Halloween, my G. Like you will be my my inspiration. I, I really hope you do it. If if he's becomes a man, oh, of course. Wow. Um, the Detroit Lions. I money to see that. <laughs> <laughs> the Detroit Lions. This is the first look. We we talked about Sam Donald earlier this week, mm-hmm. uh, earlier today, right, Ant? Yeah. This is the first Detroit Lions, um, home Monday night football game since. Sam Darnold beat the brakes off of us with the Jets in his first game as a rookie quarterback. Wow. You know, oh, yeah, I remember that. I had tears in my eyes. I remember that game. Okay. So I thought he was the first ago? franchise. Yeah, first, I, yeah, that was the first, first rookie year. I thought he was going to be a franchise on that. The first pass of the game was, was a, a Detroit Lions pick six by Quandre yep. Diggs. And then the Jets went and beat us like 34-7. It was ridiculous. It was also Matt Patricia's first game as a head coach, as a head coach <laughs> of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that, that's actually the reason you should have known. Smoke. <laughs> you should have known. <laughs> but but um, this is uh, an opportunity for Detroit. Go and and this is the this is going to be their game that uh, they're going to play before going into the bye. Um, and and hopefully they'll get a little healthier coming out of this. So I expect Detroit to. Walk all over Vegas here. Um, I don't know if Garoppolo's playing. I think that's the only thing. The only thing I would. I would. Um, he is going to play. Okay. Um, that's the only reason I would give it a little bit of pause on that eight and a half because maybe he's able to score some points. Yeah. Devontae Adams maybe maybe able to do a couple things, but uh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm definitely not. Um, I'm not rolling with Vegas here. I'm rolling with Detroit, and this is my fifth lock of the week. So Detroit, I'll take Detroit and the over. I want to point out these two stats. Just uh, before Ant goes, Garoppolo has more interceptions than touchdowns. He has eight picks, seven TDs thrown. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has more catches, more yards, and the same amount of TDs as Devontae Adams. Make you pick it, man. Oh, come on now. Detroit, no, Detroit, a beatdown. Quick. This would be my sixth lock of the week. <laughs> I had a six. Detroit, a beatdown, over, done. I agree with Lee. I agree with Ed. Like, this is crazy. We, we've agreed on a lot of teams, but, like, this is really a bad week of games, and I see why the Bears didn't get flexed out. They're like, whatever. Like, who are we going to put in there? <laughs> Philadelphia and Washington? Like, who's going to be better than this? So they're Casey just and rock. Denver? They're like, no. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like It would have been Casey and Denver for Russell Wilson. You ought to play well. Yeah. Well, actually, but, Denver know, as a whole, I should say. I'm not going to blame Russell on that. We're going to see Tyson week tear up uh, the Chargers, and that'll be enjoyable. For me. Yeah, the Bears Brock Purdy. That is it. We're going to our uh, – he's undrafted. He's even better, even more underdog story. Division two, uh, Division two champion at all time. Not champion. Division two Heisman Trophy winner. Halton Hill Trophy, Harlan Hill. And shout-outs. We start with mm-hmm. you. What you got? All right, shout I'm going to have – I have one shout-out, but I'm going to put it to the side for a second. I'm just going to do my top my top ten for this week, and I'm going to wait for another couple of weeks before I do my top ten again. But number 10 comes in as Jaguars. Number nine is the Bills. Number eight is the Dolphins. Number seven is Seahawks. Number six is Dallas. Number five is the Lions. The only reason I put them down is because of what happened with the Ravens. Number four, uh, number four is the 49ers. Number three is the Chiefs. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Chiefs actually fell on my thing. Number two is the Eagles. And number one is the team that beat the Lions, the Ravens. 
Let's see what happens in a couple of weeks. I'll give it three or four weeks before I say it, say my top five again. I don't do it every week like these other people. As far as for my shout-outs, my shout-outs would have been to Christoph Pazinkas. You know, he was supposed to be on the show today, but, you know, he we, we revoked his pass after he decided to wear that nasty-ass Boston Celtics jersey and had the nerve to show up in New York with that, you know, aka Malik used to call him um, kneecaps, aka the new the new employee number eight. All you need to do is just do the shimmy and walk while he's going scoring around. But you know what? He's banned for the podcast now, so that's gonna be my shout outs. You know, until your ass get traded somewhere else, you, you're banned from the podcast. How dare you show up in New York with that nasty ass jersey? You looked at it like vomit coming out your mouth. But anyway, go on. Somebody else. I'm done. All right, I am on it. We got uh, – I'm going to do some picks for college real quick. Taking Oklahoma over Kansas. Oklahoma is now minus nine. Everybody's taking Kansas at that 10 number. I'm going to take Oklahoma to beat the breaks off of that. If uh, Texas can do it, Oklahoma's just as good, and they should be able to do it. Kansas is a good team and at home, and they got a good coach. But um, I don't expect them to overachieve and beat Oklahoma on the way out as much as I want them to. Penn State beats up on bad teams. That's what they do. That's how they got 6-0. and They're playing Indiana. They beat Iowa 31 nothing. They're going to beat Penn. They're going to beat Penn State's going to beat Indiana 45 nothing. Don't expect them to score. And I'm betting on the troops. Take Army over UMass. UMass is not underdogs by nine and a half points to Army. Army. Two win Army. That's how bad UMass is. I don't even know why they saw a football team, but somehow they do. Um, shout out to me. Shout out to college football. And shout out. Did to- you shout out to yourself? Yeah, shout out to the NFL because I made this podcast after everything I've been through. A personal thing going on, and I'm still here. So I'm proud of myself for that. And uh, shout out to Cider. I love Apple Cider. I'm just enjoying life right now. Go Bears. Go ahead, Malik. <laughs> you know, Ace, though, shout out to you for, make, for making it, man. I know you, you know, shout out to you and, and, and hope all is well on, on your side, um, you know, with everything you've got going on as well. So shout out to you for making, making it to the podcast for recording again. A day later, but you know, still, still sounding good, still perfectly fine. So, um, <clears throat> shout out first and foremost, uh, shout out to the great uh, Dusty Baker. Um, he announces retirement this week um, after the, uh, the Astros. Shout out to the Texas Rangers for shutting down the Houston Astros cheating ass, and shout wow. out to Dusty Baker for getting a ring. I'm done. Go ahead. Thank you, Ace, for stepping all over my shout out. Yes. Baker, he's had a great career over the course of his career. 26, 27 seasons in, in, in Major League Baseball. Got his first World Series win last year as a um, as the, the manager of the Houston Astros. Um, I, you know, never liked the Astros. Could not stand it. My favorite thing about the Astros before you was Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio. After they retired, I went back to hating them. I've hated them for a very long time. And then you went there and I had to, you know, dampen my hate a little bit because I actually did like did like Dusty Baker. So shout out to you. I'm glad you won your ring. And now that you have retired, I can go back to hating the Astros with just as much passion as I hate the Red Sox. So perfectly fine with doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you've done, your contributions to the game. Um, you know, hope you enjoy your retirement. Uh, shout out to the um <laughs> shout, out, shout out to all the Atlanta Braves fans that live in Georgia they got on my nerves about the Atlanta Braves and how great they were going to be and how amazing they were going to do and how they were going to they were going to win they were going to win win the world series and they were they were rocking all this look when i would wear my yankee hat 
in the you know, wear, wear, you know, I proudly wear my Yankee hat at the grocery store or at you know at Lenox Mall, <laughs> and I would get told people you're wearing the wrong hat, son. You need to be rocking with these Braves. These Braves are gonna win the championship. Well, where are you now? Where are you now? You know where you are. You're in the exact the same place. You're the exact same place that the Yankees are, and you and guess what? You had a great team. You know what? Your man, your man, uh, your man Ronald Acuna with like yeah, forty home runs and sixty stolen bases, and the first time in Major League Baseball history, and blah blah blah. You lost in the National League Division Series. You're just as bad as everybody else. And I hope you enjoy watching the Arizona Diamondbacks, who nobody who won like eighty five games in the season. Nobody expected them to do a damn thing in the playoffs they, they crept into the playoffs and now <laughs> they're in the world the series now they're in the world series so guess what shout out to you braves fans <laughs> i love you and you know what i cannot wait to go <laughs> to see go to watch you guys play again next year you're, you're getting all you've get, got on my damn nerves and now you're feeling it shout out to y'all for enjoying enjoy the rest of the the major league baseball playoffs which you're not a part of the flames um, wow <laughs> and both of these teams have like a negative run differential i believe they're, and they were talking about run differential being the most important stat all year and i'm like i don't even it, somehow they made it with a negative 15 run differential it's great it's great and and, and, I'm, and i'm gonna and i'm gonna finish this by saying as a yankee fan shout out to the new york mets because guess what you guys you guys you guys decided that jake Degrom wasn't 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 you know wasn't worth signing and jake Degrom goes to the texas rangers he's not even playing and they're in the world series so <laughs> you guys you guys oh, wow. shout, out to, shout out to the mets for being Mets, because as soon as they left, as soon as Jake DeGrom leaves you, he goes and gets Tommy John surgery, and his team is in the World Series. Oh, I can't make this stuff up. Being, being, <laughs> <laughs> so, so shout out to the Mets for being for finding a way to still be worse than the Yankees in the in the year where the Yankees were as bad as they were. Like they still found a way to be worse. So shout out to y'all for for, for not not letting me down from that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shout out to NBA basketball. It is back. Uh, shout out to the fact that Chris Paul still looks weird in a Golden State Warriors jersey. That's like the weirdest thing. I just I just can't look at him. It's it's hard to watch the Golden State Warriors play basketball now when he gets on the floor because he just doesn't look right. He's like that Sesame Street thing. One of these things is not like the other, and you just keep <laughs> looking at Chris, Chris Paul and it's a Golden State Warriors jersey, and it looks awkward and off and weird, and I don't like it. Um, but shout out to him. He's going for his championship. And last but not least, shout out to um shout out to the uh Phoenix Suns and Los Angeles Lakers game last uh yesterday. Um it was the first time, and I didn't realize this, right? It's the first time in a very long time that LeBron James and Kevin Durant played against each other. Like it's it's weird, right? Because they've yeah. been they've been in the NBA for you know, for, so, for fifteen years together, and they've yeah. not played a lot of games against each other. So, shout it's out to hopping. that, you know, shout out to that uh, that opportunity for them to 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 have that moment. Uh, the Lakers obviously won, and and hopefully they get to see each other in the playoffs this year. So, shout out to that. That'd I'm interested nice. in, in seeing that happen. Yeah, and we are out. Thank y'all for listening. Appreciate all the downloads, and um. Shout out to our one sponsor still, Sheets and Giggles, promo code UPTOWN, 30% off your first order, free shipping. We out.